feeling good last week i am going to refer to myself in the third person for the rest of this show <laughs> oh this God. is going to be awesome the dan is back yeah, and the dan will get ignored <laughs> this is episode 109 100 every time i say the number of the episode i it just it i get amazed by that i giggle a little bit inside it's just yeah. strange it so, keeps getting bigger it, <laughs> that's what she said <laughs> We were right at the beginning. All right. All right. Giggity, giggity. <laughs> giggity. All right. So here we are. You guys have heard Nick and Justin and Jesse. They're all here. The gang's all here. Yep, yep. Complete. Oh, yeah. So last week, guys, uh, <laughs> the podcast gods have been conspiring against us. Going on, what, three it's weeks It's been a now? rough couple of weeks, dude. Oh, my God. So last week, I wasn't here, as you guys. Je- Jesse wasn't here. Jesse was, I don't know what Jesse was doing, but I had serious issues going on. I was in the hospital. What were you doing, Jesse? Playing twiddle sticks was, or Lincoln Logs or what? Twiddle uh, sticks. Legos, but I was twiddle definitely not, not in the hospital. <laughs> Jacks? I was, just, I was just playing, you know, a casual game of twiddle sticks. <laughs> All weekend. As opposed to Can a hardcore game? Can you tell me what a twiddle stick is, Jesse? <laughs> Uh, yeah, not so appropriate. Yeah, <laughs> I maybe what, afterwards. You guys don't remember the game Twiddle Sticks? <laughs> no, dude. Mm. Wow. Do you, Nick? Oh, come on. <laughs> no. There is a game called Twiddle Sticks, which, from the sounds of it, yeah, was from the seventies. <laughs> no, it's probably from... pre like petroleum powered vehicles too. <laughs> <laughs> it's like pushing a uh, a, a wired rim down a road with a with a stick. Yeah. No, that's not what it was. There's people out there that remember that game, but nonetheless, let's get back to Jesse's casual game of Twiddle Sticks. Yep. Is that opposed to a hardcore game of tw- Twizzle Sticks? Twizzle? Now we're twizzling our sticks? Now, now Twizzle, twizzle sticks, sticks are different. That's a much different game. That this brings is a whole a new aspect. Yeah. <laughs> let's go. Nick. <laughs> Nick, that's what editing's for, man. Yeah, you guys I mean, can freaking eat it. Let's regroup here. Yeah. And if, if this part stays in, <laughs> everyone bring then it, it in. Didn't bring it go in. well. <laughs> it's this. This is uh, this is how amateurs do it. Yeah. Yeah. So Jesse, where were you last week, man? Why weren't you with us? No, last week I had to make a trip back to Bellingham, so I had to take off after class. Left Pullman at about uh, three in the afternoon or so. I had to make a trip back to Bellingham. One of my high school buddies was getting married. Another and fallen was, brother. I was in the wedding. He's so just gonna let that one go. You were in the wedding, like part yeah. of the wedding party. Yep, I was part of the wedding. So I, it, I mean, it was a fast and furious weekend. I got home, like I got home Friday night at eight thirty. Went straight up to the rehearsal and dinner. Miss actually missed the rehearsal. Just went up there, ate some dinner, and then uh, Saturday morning, ten o'clock, ready for some pictures. Wedding was at three. 
you know, I was obviously winging it. I wasn't part of the rehearsal, so I didn't know what was going on. Just, you know, walk down the aisle, stand on the side, look good. Kind of what I do. So. <laughs> did you do? <laughs> no. You know. Did you find it easy? Yeah. I mean, it was, it was fairly effortless for the most part. Okay. Um, yeah. No, it was, mm. it was a fast weekend. No flying, obviously. But, uh. Yeah. Which kind of sucked because the weather was just amazing all weekend. Yeah. So, well, but I mean, I mean, is this it? You want you want to hear what I did this I, week? Didn't you just like, tell us everything you did? No, I mean that was last week. That oh, was last weekend. You got more. I so the no flying. I, I kind of made up for that a little bit. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I might have. So I I went out to the field. Let's see, Tuesday and Thursday. Oh boy. Yeah, I mean, I was just knocking the flights out. Tuesday, I probably got in about. 15, 16 flights or so went out there about three and a half hours out at the field. So fairly back to back on the flying. And then Thursday went out there as well in the morning and got in, I think, 17 flights oh yesterday. So so I, I still, if, if you average it out, you know, it was still a good week regardless. <laughs> really so was. 30, you know, 30, 30 some flights in a week. I'll, I'll take that any week. So uh, I saw a Facebook post that you posted. So yeah. it feels good to be progressing. What have you been doing? What's new and exciting in the world of Jesse's flying? What are you progressing with? Well, I, I got to say I was pretty stuck, you know, doing the same. I, I hate it when you're you're the one flying, you know, you're, you're standing there, you're flying your helicopter and you're, and you're like, and you're like, man, this sucks. <laughs> I've seen this flight a hundred times <laughs> and you're the one flying it. So I, I you know, that wasn't going to, that wasn't going to fly anymore. So. I finally started hit, you know, like I've been mentioning the last couple of weeks, I have been simming again regularly, getting in half an hour to 45 minutes every single night. And I have stuck to that. So, you know, pick back to pick my five maneuvers, hit them hard every single night. And what do you know? They're starting to translate over to real life. So out at the field yesterday, I finally pulled off some skids in uh, elevator TikToks and a pirouetting Mobius. Wow. So, I say that lightly. It was, I would say it's probably recognizable. Um, it didn't crash, so that's a huge plus. <laughs> but if there was someone standing next to me, they might go, there's like a 50-50 shot, you know, where they'd say, oh, there's a Pyromobius. Or they might say, oh, that's, I don't know what that was. It was so good. <laughs> <laughs> and when you say a pirouetting Mobius, you only got one in? Oh, no, it's it's continuous. Continuous, so... Awesome. But yeah, so it, it definitely feels good, you know, be progressing again. It kind of gets the blood flowing again, get a little adrenaline going during the flights. Because, I, you know, just like everyone else, you can get into that same routine, doing the same maneuvers. It, it's, it's fun for a while, and you get really good at those couple maneuvers. But in the long run, it just it doesn't keep the rush going, doesn't keep the hobby alive for me. So it feels great to be progressing again. Oh, there, oh, there is. There's one other thing, and I know this is not new to Nick because I saw him do it at Snohomish. But I do have a new favorite thing to do out at the field, in accordance with all those other maneuvers. What's shooting that? some, shooting some autos on the warp. Oh, <laughs> oh no! I, finally, I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm, I'm going for it. So, man, that thing it is a is a lot of fun. So, huh? Only, it's not know, that hard, is it? Uh, I might have gone through one set of blades. 
Oh. <laughs> oh, only, only because I, it doesn't really have a lot of lateral. It's hard to get up some lateral speed when there's when you know it's a, it's a little bit windy out. You can't really get up much lateral speed, so I couldn't quite get it back to the grass, and it it slid on the rocks and kind of tipped over just a little bit and took a chip out of one blade. So, oh, gotcha. Not a huge deal. Couldn't yeah. If if it would have gotten back to the grass, it would have been you know not a huge deal at all, but. It landed on some rocks and kind of tipped over, and new set of blades, but well worth it. Dude, I don't, I don't have the balls to try to auto the goblin. I auto the seven hundred every flight. Mm-hmm. Don't have the balls to try it on the goblin, dude. It's no Why different. Not? I, it just feels too light to me. Too hmm. light. It just too feels light like as soon as I heavy. hit the, No, too light. It just feels like as soon as I cut the power, the head speed just gonna. Go, no, no, that's. I was I was really really surprised with the warp and the, and like Nick experience also you just got to make sure you with that heli that you got the tail pointed in the in the right direction. Well, first before you start, <laughs> yeah, before you before you kill the throttle. The re- I guess the but. reason I feel that is because when I do like just your typical cut the power at about a you know two feet off the ground whatever, mm-hmm. it just feels like I quickly lose head speed whereas I can't just let it hang like I can with seven hundred. Yeah, you definitely need a lot more speed and momentum when you're coming in. You got to come in a little bit faster and hotter. I'll give it a shot one of these days. It's just it's just a goblin. What the hell? Yeah, what's the worst thing that's gonna happen? <laughs> yeah. So is that it, man, or what's the deal? I mean, other than that, I I gotta admit I'm getting a little bit a little bit lazy on the. It, it's probably about time to tear some helis down and do some maintenance uh, as well. You know, winter time. Still flying a lot, definitely, but. I'm, I was looking at my 7HV out of the field today, and I'm like, geez, this thing looks like it has a billion flights on it. It it just looks worn out. Yeah. So, yeah, probably time to, you know, go through, check all the bearings, do some dampers in the head, links, you know, all the usual stuff that you probably do every winter, so. Well, the guys at my field have been trying to convince me that my tail boom on the 700 is uh, bent to the right just a little bit. And it turns out it They've might be. They've been trying to convince you. I just don't want to do anything about it. <laughs> still flies? I mean, That's is the it thing. bent? It's, does it still fly fine? It's it's not. It does It does have a bit of what looks to be a warp <laughs> going to the one side. Yeah. I mean, it's very but, minor. I mean, But it's, flight characteristic-wise, what are we talking here? Yeah, good? Uh, you know. I'd, so are we going to wait for the boom to just fall off that's the heli midair? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. I did order. I ordered all that new stuff in. I just haven't done anything with it. I want to go. I want to tell. I want to talk just a little bit about last week because mainly, first of all, let me say, uh, you know, thank you to all the listeners that have been sending me messages uh, concerning last week's little incident. Uh, nothing serious, you know. Just was experiencing a fair amount of pain due to a uh, an injury that occurred 25 years ago. Apparently, there's a bone in my wrist that is still broke. Has been for 25 years, and it's uh, finally starting to let me know about it. So, just, uh, you know, had to spend a little time at the hospital and uh, spent about three or four days doped up. Couldn't really do anything. Uh, So, I have definitely been doing the no-fly. I did go to the field on Saturday. And I remember, I I remember, you guys might remember last winter, I told you about that time I drove to the field and sat in the truck for three hours and left. Yep. Mm-hmm. I was actually at the yep. field longer than that this time. The redeeming factor was there were other guys there, and I was out shooting the shit. I did try to fly. I just couldn't couldn't hold on to my radio. 
so didn't get any flying in, although was there. <laughs> I went in Thursday morning to talk to my surgeon, uh, orthopod surgeon, and uh, he decided <clears throat> that he would try to help me along with a cortisone shot. I've had these before, and a lot of listeners, I'm sure, have had them. This was the most intensely painful cortisone shot I've ever experienced. He gave me two of them in my wrist. That was Thursday, so for about the first time in a month, I'm actually able to type with both hands. So things are looking better, and I'm hoping to get some flying in this weekend. Nice. Sweet, Sweet. dude. You Is know, the weather still looking good there? This weekend, yeah. This comes sat- Sunday at about 6 o'clock. The snow's supposed to start rolling in. We're supposed Ooh. to have winter conditions first of next week. Supposed to have a bunch of snow. Is it, is it that time already? It is that time already, Nick. Yeah. Can you believe it? I think it's actually a little bit late. It hit, it hit 70 here this last week. Yeah, it was 67. Still, degrees. dude, you're getting 70s? That's, yeah. yeah, when I was out to so yesterday when I went out of the field, I was in I was wearing t-shirts and in a sh- and shorts by oh, noon. Man, <laughs> that kills me. I mean, it was crazy. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the other good news is um, minus one or two little things, uh, and I actually made that order today. I got everything I need to put that charging case together. Sweet. Oh yeah. Nice. I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to have everything that I need, and I'm sure it'll only be a few short months, and I'll decide that I need something bigger and better, because that's kind of how hmm. we do it, isn't it? Man, exactly. I don't know, though. <laughs> I mean, really, I've I've rocked that same power combo for pretty much this all but last But you know, season. Nick, something that you guys talked about on the last, I think it was the last episode, when you were talking about some of the benefits of... Uh, I don't know. Actually, I don't think it was last week. I think it was the week before. You were talking about the presets. Mm-hmm. Because I'm thinking, you know, once I get these, once I get these parallel or these uh, balance leads up into these chargers, it's going to be a bit of a hassle to uh, swap out uh, balancing leads, isn't it? Can you use a, an adapter to go from uh, six to four or six to, to three? Fo- or two, or whatever oh, you need. Oh, I see oh. what you're saying. Well, um, yeah, no, Why you can't definitely you just can. unplug it. It's tough with that. Case. With the, there is, oh, is you it, have there's to not have, a lot of room. Yeah, you need 90 degree banana plugs and everything. Oh, damn. Okay. Yeah. Never yeah, mind. It's with two chargers in that lid, one charger would be fine. I mean, plenty of room. Two chargers in that lid, tight, <laughs> tight conditions. It doesn't matter. I mean, I'm going to have the 12 inch or the 12 volt extension anyway. So, and I've got smaller chargers. It's not going to be a big deal. Plenty of room to put a, another charger under the deck because I only use that every so often to charge the RX pack for the nitro. But but yeah, you can though, Dan. Yeah, there's it's no problem to make um, adapters. You just need like a little 6s balance extension, and you would start from the left side. So the what's normally like the black wire or the single black or the single red, which however they do it, and just start counting from that way. Remove what you don't need and then put a different, put it like a, you know, a four cell or three cell end on it. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm probably going to need to do. Just, just I don't know. I, I'm i not real concerned about it, but just the thought, how you were talking about how easy it was just to just 
quickly switch yeah. that. Oh, or I take that back. Better solution. All you need is a balanced board, a regular standard balance board with a JST connection on it. Duh. Yeah, cause because you don't have most... any helis that take. Like, you don't have any stick packs, right, Dan? No, I don't. Oh, yeah, he will. Go. He will oh, eventually. Oh, yeah, I will. He will. Yeah. yeah. What is he going to have yeah, stick he packs will, for? Oh, okay. The DFC. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, True. Yep. Yep. True. And I, 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 anybody gets a lead on a 1900 yep. milliamp uh, life pack for a 14 SG, let me know. Been looking for one for a while. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> mm-hmm. Hint, hint, hint. I, I got mine, but I think it came straight from Turek's house. <laughs> yeah. Do you want me to? Do you want me to order mine first or yours first? Uh, I want you to order mine first. <laughs> All right. I think that's how it should go. So that's that's what I've been up to. We need to find out what Nick and Justin have been up to since last week. Since you guys did the whole show all by yourself, such a good job. Almost made me like, man, they, uh, what? I don't need. I don't, I don't need to be here. You guys handled um, it. You. <laughs> I beg to differ. <laughs> it was a lot of fun, but it's it was a challenge. Well, you guys did a fantastic job, by the way. Oh, thanks. Well, thanks. I uh, also too. I want to mention. I since it's been a god, so much going on. I um, I got to tell you, uh, at the risk of sounding corny, and I know you talked about this last week. I don't know why, Nick. I am so impressed with with your half marathon and the fact that you completed it and did such a good job. But it is, I guess, it's because I'm getting old, and I look at that stuff and it's like that. That it, it's just that's that's impressive. I'm super. I, I'm super impressed that you were able to, to do that and do so well. So good job on that, dude. Did I, did I cross the line? <laughs> did it get weird up in here? Was a tear shed? Thanks, man. No, I didn't shed any tears. I, I can. Is Nick t- shedding a tear? I can't. I think Nick's trying to wonder what's next. Okay, he's setting me up for something. Yeah, exactly. He's like, okay, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, this, is, this is way too sincere. There's no something going on Always here. followed by a joke. No, no jokes. For real, dude. That's impressive shit. And uh, kudos. Good job. Thanks. It was fun. So anyway, let's move on to what you guys have been up to since last week. What's been going on? Who wants to go first? I learned a new uh, acronym. Yeah. I learned it from Dan. Yeah. He had been texting us. That's the part he didn't say. Wasn't doing any (laughs) flying. Doing lots of texting (laughs) while high on pain meds. (laughs) Oh, my God. Please don't bring any of this up. And so I I get a text from him that says... Been ordering lots of SWS, and I'm like, you know, I'm I'm a pretty keen internet guy. I've been doing online gaming for over a decade. I know all of the acronyms. I've never heard of SWS, so I'm like, all right, SWS question mark. And he says, shit while stoned. Oh, <laughs> okay, <laughs> been ordering lots of shit while stoned. So that's what Dan was up to. While oh while he God. was <laughs> half conscious on pain meds, he apparently picked up a set of scorpion tools. What else did you get actually, oh, dude? I'm dude, sorry. I should I have just... brought this up when it when you were talking. <laughs> I ordered all kinds of little shit like uh new new side cutters, new new scorpion tools. <laughs> Uh, I ordered like 12 feet of 22 gauge wire. <laughs> oh, dude. 
There's more. I ordered 12 feet of red and 12 feet of black. Oh. I don't know oh. what it, I ordered. I, uh, well, I, I, I got a ride and I bought six feet of two inch heavy duty uh, Velcro. Well stoned. <laughs> Now, okay, now that's a good buy. The six feet of Velcro is not bad, but 12 feet of 22 gauge? Are you going to rewire every servo you've ever owned? I I don't know. I honestly don't. It showed up the other day, and I'm like, what the fuck? Why did I order that? Halfway through the week, you start getting packages. It's like, dude, I didn't order anything. What is this? I ordered... I ordered... All kinds of different connectors. I guess I was in this. I need to try this, and I need to try this. I ordered the. I told you guys about the, uh, the castle bullets, right? Mm-hmm. Ordered a bunch of those. Oh, but, nice, dude! The new green. Well, ones. and we should also make clear before we let this go too far that this was all. Dan was on some severe medication I was. for the. Pain. Oh, yeah, I yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, severe. No, it was. That's awesome. why I said so we're yeah, not pain just talking like was Dan awesome. was like. <laughs> He didn't decide halfway through the day, fuck this, and just get out Billy Bong Thornton. I mean, this was all... This was doctor prescribed. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. In fact, the first part of it, they made me do in the hospital. And then when they decided that I was, you know, at home, uh, reasonably uh, supervised by a nurse, by the way. There's lots of nurses in my family. And that was a part of the decision as well. Uh, dude, I was lit. I was lit. For three and a half days. I mean, just lit. And so, yeah, I mean, I got on the computer and I'm like, I don't know, man. I ordered, I ordered, I ordered uh, a bunch of micro Deans. (laughs) (laughs) Way more than I, I guess I was in that 22 gauge frame of mind. I didn't just order like a couple. I ordered like, oh, that's awesome. Did you you pick uh, up any kits or upgrades or anything? Nothing. No, I, it was all little little silly stuff. Uh, <laughs> lots of I little just, weird. I'm tools. reading back <laughs> through some of these texts. They're priceless, dude. <laughs> they are so awesome. High, high, high. Yeah, pain. exactly. <laughs> what pain? It's my bitch. Pain. That is. <laughs> I mean, just nonstop text, unanswered text, morphine. Mainline. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks for bringing the memories back. Oh man, I forgot about most of that stuff. But I did started. Re- I, I when these little packages started showing up. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Yeah, I was like, well, I don't know. I was thinking. I think I was thinking that. Oh, I need this for my charging case. <laughs> and then when I got out, you know, everything started gets under back under control, and I can stop taking the narcotics. Uh, I then realized that, oh, well, there was quite a few actual things that I needed that I didn't bother ordering. That's enough of me. What the hell have you guys been up to? <laughs> okay, yeah. So I guess I, I was I was starting with with what I was up to, and I figured I'd bring that up. But thank you. Thank you, Dan, for that, yeah, that comedy. Anytime, anytime, anything for you, anything. So this week was pretty rough for me because I didn't get any flying in. The wet, No fly. No fly. No fly. Ah, back he's back. Dude, it's been three weeks. <laughs> three weeks. It's killing me. I felt like I was getting into a rhythm there, and now I'm back into the rhythm I don't want to be in. So you're feeling like yourself again? <laughs> no. You're feeling like it you're was... married. 
Jeez. Uh, that was a funny. Yeah. <laughs> so no flying, bad weather, business trip, not really much time to do anything. I did, though, you know, Jesse mentioned he was going through or thinking of going through some of his helis for, you know, winter maintenance and whatnot. I did do a little bit of that this week. I spent some time cleaning up the the workroom garage bench area. Uh, went through and did some sort of checkouts on my helis. Really, the only one that ever needs any reasonable amount of maintenance is the gasser, and that's just, you know, relocktiting things and tightening things down because it shakes like a freaking SOB. And so, uh, you know, you got to watch out for stuff like that. Other than that, I didn't get started on the rave build. I told Nick, Nick and I were talking on the phone last night, and I told him, this Friday, which is today when we're recording, is my off Friday, right? And so I mm-hmm. figured, well, it's going to be crappy weather. I already know I'm not going to be able to fly, which is it was the case again. So I'll get started on the rave build after I sleep in a little bit. Well, I slept in until like 2.30 in the afternoon. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Holy cow. So, and after that, I had to pick my son up from daycare only about an hour, hour and a half later, so I didn't get really much time at all to do anything. But I needed that, dude. I could probably do, like, another two or three of those. It's just been rough lately. It really has been. Any heli stuff that I want to do has got to be after hours. When I do that, it's... Man, it it wears on you pretty quickly. So... Nothing really all that exciting, unfortunately. Hopefully I can get the rave build started this weekend, although that sounds like a damn broken record, just like no fly. The the weather, though, dude, it's been stupid. It's been all fog for the last two weeks. This is another thing Nick and I have been talking about. I mean, we get fog. For those of you who live in the Seattle area, that's not much of a surprise. We get fog pretty frequently around this time of year but i'm talking like thick ass fog like really nasty cold that doesn't go away till late in the day right it it no, no it, it never doesn't go away, away at yeah. all jesse like yeah that, i didn't that's the thing i was talking to a buddy of mine and he's like it was the exact same thing well it goes away late in the day right no usually <laughs> it burns off by like 10 or 11 this fog has been sticking yep. around all day yeah, that's what it was really surprising when I went home last weekend because we were doing pictures around 10 and I don't think it, it like might have finally started to burn off around three or four in the afternoon. Huh? Yeah, it's yeah, and that's up north, but down anywhere closer south, it just hasn't burned off hmm. at all. And, you know, a couple of times I went outside to say to or to check whether or not it would even be flyable. And it, it I mean, honestly, it wouldn't be safe. If you got a little heli, you know, like maybe, you know, a 450 or a 500 or something like that, it wouldn't be a big deal, but not with a 90 size. You'd lose it really, really quickly. And it's pretty dense fog, too, so it it would get the heli wet. So, yeah, that's been my my week. Uh, That combined with... Now, here's the thing. I'm going to have to go and count. I'm not sure if I've gotten more correspondence from listeners telling me about the NX4 
per my request last week or laughing at me for getting my finger C8 in my nose. <laughs> yes. So thank you. Thank you to everyone who uh, has sent emails, PMs on Facebook, texts, that sort of a thing. Greatly appreciated regardless of the topic. And actually, I did I did learn a bit about the NX4. I'm telling you, it's it. I think it may be something that I'm interested in checking out. There are a number of people that uh, that got in contact with me and told me their feelings on it. You know, there it's a pretty balanced list of pros and cons. Some people did have the same sort of thoughts that you did, Nick, uh, with regard to it feeling sort of underpowered and heavy. Uh, and there are other mm-hmm. people that said, you know, you stick 460s or 470s on it uh, and make sure that you've got the right pipe and the right tune and it'll fly like a beast. So we'll see. The one thing I did hear, though, is that it is really expensive to crash. So Ooh. I know my X5 was. Oh, yeah, the X5 definitely is. Yeah, so that's that's pretty much it, guys. L- let me preface that, though, because I know that a lot of people say, what? What are you talking about? I suppose if you don't crack the frame, it's not that bad. But if you do crack the frame, yeah, it gets bad. Well, and and so that was the thing. There were a couple of people that said that when you drive in the NX4, you have a good chance of damaging the frames. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I did get uh, a number of increasingly quality or more quality trade offers on my whiplash nitro so i've got two people right now that i'm talking to on either an nx4 or a gaui x5 we'll see how it works out so yeah that's it shit guys i think i need to get a new charger well, hey, Dan, why don't you head over to Progressive RC and check out that new iCharger 4010 Duo that they got over there. Looks to be a powerhouse. And dude, while you're at it, check out one of his charger case combos as well. They're great looking. I know, man. Those things look sweet. I think I'm going to do that right now. www.progressiverc.com. Check them out for your charging needs. This is with Nick. Come on. What have you been up to? Uh, I got ridiculously sick <laughs> after that whole thing. <laughs> what what whole thing? I, well, I mean, so I did the, you know, ran oh, the race. right, 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 right. Blah, blah, blah. We had the podcast disaster from hell that just snowballed, <laughs> resulting in, uh, uh, it wasn't, it was just, you can't even put the man hours into numbers. It just everything went wrong, and, and you know we we don't need to get into the details. But it was, you know, after knowing that the show the week prior had had gone out a little bit late due to technical difficulties, it it's really not an option in my mind, and and I know Dan in your mind either. I mean, it it has to go out. It's just it's it's not an option, mm-hmm. and so it. It got tough, and it is. <laughs> it just got very, very tough. So we put in some pretty fierce hours uh, between the two of us to get the edit done, and um, I just ended up. I think I was 
Obviously, my immune system was down anyway from running that race. And then staying up late, staying up late, doing that whole thing. Monday came around. I started to get sick. Tuesday came around. I was down. Like, done. Game over. Sayonara. So I actually stayed home from work on Tuesday. And then Wednesday, uh, pulled a pulled a Justin there and just slept. Which, for me, I got 11 hours of sleep in. Which was like, dude... That's that's almost three days worth of sleep for me. <laughs> nice and uh, feels good, yeah, doesn't it, it? It was great. It does. It does feel good. I actually, you know, was really bummed. I'm like I'm sitting here laying at home uh, when I was homesick, and I'm like, gosh, I've got so much stuff to do. There's just, you know, guy, there's so much stuff to do. I should get up and do it. But I knew that that wasn't going to solve the problem. I wasn't just going to wait this one out. I, I really did need to just rest. So I did, got better, which is cool because it, you know, I got a little bit of motivation there towards kind of towards the end of the week. All of the helis are ready to go. I did get a couple flights in on uh, the warp uh, during the week at lunch, which I found out I, one experiment coming, and then I found out one cool thing. So... I'm going to try. I'm still not like 110% happy with the tail. It's it's flyable. It still flies good. Um, I, I mean, I love the way that the heli flies. But the tail, is it, it, something just seems a little bit weird. So I'm going to try the 19-tooth pulley instead of the 17-tooth. Slow down the tail a little bit. I think that will allow me to get the gain up a little bit higher, run a little less pre-comp. Uh, which should kind of lock in the tail a little bit better. It holds fine. Uh, I'm just getting some, you know, some kicking out of that uh, YGE that, uh, you know, on a load that I think that it, it's not really going away with adding pre-comp, which kind of tells me I just don't have enough eye gain in the control loop, and I can't really get any more eye gain out of it until, you know, and until I drop some mechanical gain. But um, so that's the experiment. And then, dude, I found out the factory compass servos in that combo kit. Uh, I don't know where I missed this. They're <laughs> rated at 7.4 volts. Yep. Huh. Uh, awesome. <laughs> and then I looked up the specs. I actually had to pull out a, a DVM and measure the voltage coming out of the YGE. It's five point, like, well, turned on, I was getting 5.4 volts. These things are rated at 7.4. It's over a 30% increase in torque going up to 7.4. Like, that's that's You should massive. definitely notice that. That's yeah, a like big that's deal. Going to, yeah. That's a huge deal. And, and I don't, I'm not, uh, I, I can admit I'm not well-versed enough in the 450 class to know what is the, you know, like, what's a torque number that uh, below that threshold you would notice? You know what I mean? We all know that once you get to a certain point, you're just not going to notice any faster or any stronger. But what is that number? And, and I don't know what that is, so I could very well be under that number where I'm at now. So I think I'm just going to get one of the little Castle BECs and crank it up. But, dude, I'm, I'm actually really kind of pumped to do those two things and just get that last l little bit dialed out. Because like Justin was saying, that was my only opportunity to fly was because I had that, and I could stay basically under the fog. Thank goodness for that little guy. I want to 
before you go on, I want to add one more. I want to I want to comment on on something that, that you talk that you talked about a bit earlier, in particular that editing editing last week's show. I think for the first time uh, since I've really got to know Nick, I actually said pure defeat in a comment he sent me. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, I it was like, I mean, it was like stick a fork in me. I'm I, that's it. I can't take any more. It was, oh no! I I was, I was well. Okay, here. Well, quickly, and again, quickly. I, I you guys got to hear the the outline on this because you'll go really. I mean, you guys are idiots for even just sticking this through. <laughs> so we go to record Friday night. We have a. We all use Macs, but we have uh, some PCs for interviews. We had a major PC problem that ate like an hour. I mean, this thing was working fine, then it just takes a dump, okay? So that throws the interviews off, so now we got to wing the show. We talk to each other over Skype, which has been like just putting needles in your eyes trying to deal with Skype lately. It's horrible. So we basically threw in the towel. Everyone's that by was the, time, the night before you had to run your mar- your half marathon too. Yeah, so you're and, and like so you're, I was he on was a getting timeline. antsy. He's like, "All right, guys, if we can't get this to work, I got to go because I can't yeah, stay up like, this late. I have to get some sleep." Yeah, because the race was at nine o'clock in the morning, so it's not like I could sleep in till ten or two thirty. Yeah, and Skype was doing like one that. of those things where like Dan would have a whole monologue that we'd miss. And then Skype would kick back in and he'd be like, so what do you guys think about that? <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. shit, man, forget it. Yeah, no, screw it. So we, we bagged that. Well, then Dan had uh, was in the hospital on Saturday. So we're like, crap, what are we going to do? We got no Jesse. Uh, screw it. Nick and Justin will do it. Well, Justin already had prior commitments, so he said, okay, but I can't get on till 11 o'clock at night. Oh, boy. Okay, here we go. So we attempt to get on at 11 o'clock at night. Uh, we've all been there. Well, okay, I've been there. You, you bastards don't know what we're talking about. But uh, <laughs> A lot of people have been there. Was there. A, a lot of people have been there. And there was a very small, little, very cute individual that lives in his household that was having no part of that. Oh, yeah. He's like, Charlie not did with not that. want to go to sleep. Yeah. No. So that proceeded. I think we tried to fight that out until like twelve. Yeah, about midnight or twelve thirty, and then I I just said, "Forget it, guys." Or Nick, this is not going to work, dude. Let's find another time. Yeah. So now we're into Sunday, which we still don't. You know, Dan is now in the home, but I mean, dude, it was like he was out of his eyeballs. I mean, higher than high. So we're like, okay, that's not going to work. So we, we sit down, we record at 2 o'clock. We record from 2 o'clock until like 4. Dan's marginally coherent. Now, keep in mind, Dan edits this show. It is a huge undertaking. And I can say that with more mm, emphasis in my voice now. <laughs> huge undertaking that only Dan knows how to do. So... We decided that, well, we had to get a show out. Dan was not coherent enough to do it. Nick's going to do it. So I go do my stuff with my family. I sit back down at 730. 
I'm I'm like literally try, editing the show while watching tutorial videos on how to edit like, the show on how to do some editing and I mean I know I know what needs to be done. I'm just having a problem program-wise not knowing where everything's at in the program or or how to do it in that program. So I'm going through I get all the way up until oh man about 2.30, to even put into words on what goes into the edit, at this point, I mean, I'm just <laughs> floored. I am floored. Every little weird noise that he takes out, I mean, I'm ready to punch myself in the mouth for making these noises. <laughs> because I'm like, I hate you, Nick. I hate you, Nick. Why do you keep doing that, Nick? Because you have to take that out. And it's just me and Justin. I get a I know? get a really pissed text the next day from Nick that's like, "Dude, you have no idea. We make so many noises. I was ready to punch myself. We've got to stop." <laughs> yeah. So at two thirty, Dan kind of gets c- coherent, and he's like, "How you doing?" I'm like, "Dude, just double checking." Five minutes, I'll shoot it over to you. You can post it. I'm going to bed. Like, I'm thinking, when? Well, I go back to double check, and I find out that the way that I cut some of those noises was the way that you do it in a different program that I use quite frequently. That is not the way that it's supposed to be done in this program, despite them letting you do it that way. Uh, When you hit the save button... It, like, auto-clips and cuts everything. So I actually only made one mistake, but it got applied about 300 and some odd times. (laughs) (laughs) So seven and a half hours, just done. Game over. And I'm sitting here, grown man, downstairs at this point after running half marathon, up Friday night, up Saturday night, recording Sunday, seven and a half hours Sunday night, I was almost in tears. I even think that I actually wrote, I could seriously just about cry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> then what no one knew except Dan, I, I gave up. I'm like, dude, screw it. <laughs> These fuckers could go without this podcast for a week because <laughs> I got nothing else. Uh, I went to bed yeah. and I woke up to uh, him a message from, you know, back then, I guess three minutes after I sent it. I mean, I wasn't kidding. I slammed my lid on my computer and I was done. <laughs> and and all I get is this little message that says, don't worry, dude, I got this. And I wake up and the show's posted. <laughs> so this guy, you know, high as high can be in the all throughout the middle of the night. Stayed up and made it happen. Well, I actually withheld my dose um, based on your timeline. So I was kind of, I was kind of coming out of it. So I actually, but I was like, oh, I was thinking to myself, I hope he gets it to me soon because I really need to take a couple pills. (laughs) But that didn't happen. I'm like, you know what? I can, I can do it. I got it. And uh, so I did it. Uh, early Sunday morning, I think I started it right, literally right after you sent me that message. And then uh, I think I had it done by, I don't know, 6.30 in the morning. And then we had a show out. We did it. And, and so we we talked about it, you know, the next day. And, man, it was... Uh... 
eye opener. It, it was probably the most humbling experience I've had in a long time. <laughs> the de- I could sense it. I could sense the defeat. It's like, yeah, we'll just we'll just do a show next week. <laughs> <laughs> I had nothing left to give. I mean, I had to be up for work. At, you know, that was three and a half hours of sleep. Even at that point, I, I just. <laughs> and I didn't know how to fix it at that time, you know. Yeah. Now, of course, me, I'm driving to work down the freeway, Googling on my phone, <laughs> what the hell happens when you do this in garage? Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, well. So it was a fun week. And I got to tell you, I don't know what's been going on with Skype, but I've had a few other people mention to me, but it's really been having issues. So, so we've been babbling for quite some time. Let's uh, let's do some quick news. We do have a really good interview coming up, so uh, we're going to do some news real quick. I have to admit that now that I've had my goblin for a couple months, it's really kind of starting to grow on me, with the exception of one thing: loading the battery. The guys at KDE they addressed this issue. They made a removable battery tray. If you've got a Goblin, this is your number one must-have upgrade. That sounds good, Nick. And if you're interested in any of the other upgrades that KDE has, visit their webpage at www.kdedirect.com. All right, guys, this week's news is brought to you by HeliDaily.com, your daily RC helicopter news magazine. What do you got for news, Nick? Nick's got to get on the right page. That's what Nick's got to do. All right, so Blade has released a new un- guy. It's like the world's being taken over by quads. They've got a uh, the Blade 180 QX uh, high definition camera equipped quadcopter. You know, it's a little micro, typical, uh, just kind of like the other QX, except this little dude's got a little camera on the bottom of it. Nothing groundbreaking, you know, nothing overly spectacular, but one more thing to fly and terrorize everyone with. But, you know, the the cool part is, uh, you know, you can do it all and be safe. So you can, yeah, I don't know. It's a good way to blow off some steam, but I wouldn't, you know, particularly be like, oh my gosh, this thing's the most awesome thing <laughs> in the world. That makes sense. <laughs> Dude, it feels like they're coming out with a lot of stuff lately. Is that just me or what? Yeah. They are not messing around, dude. I, I kind of like how they're they're blindsiding everyone. It's like no one sees these things coming. It, it kind of makes you question, what are they, what's next? What are they coming out with next? You just never know. Yep. Yeah, they've, they've, they've got some real good momentum going. Uh, it makes me curious about the winter. Like for us coming into the winter. Mm-hmm. If this is the mm-hmm. pace that they're keeping up, like going into it, what in the heck are they going to come out with when they have the course yeah. of the winter to really do this? Like next spring. Yeah, exactly. I mean, is it is it version twos of stuff? Is it completely different? I don't know. Is it a nitro? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know. I had to go there. No, I know. I I, I don't see it. But, you know, you never know. Yeah, you can't say, you can't reel it out at this point. No, uh uh-uh. So all of you Skookum pilots, uh, there's a new firmware update out for the 720 Black Edition. It also um, does affect the SK540 Clear. 
as well. Just some small uh, bug fixes that they had in there. Mostly bug fixes, you know, small issues, but a pretty a pretty fair size lengthy list of them. Uh, so it looks nice. You can get all of those taken care of and dealt with. Uh, did you guys happen to see that video that Alan Zabo Jr. put out with the new T-Rex 150? I didn't. Yep, I did. <laughs> uh, dude, and you know, <laughs> before I talk about the video, one thing that I wanted to mention uh, at the very beginning, the cover photo on that video is kind of like a 3D rendering of that heli. Mm-hmm. Yep. That is the most gihugic, and yes, that is a gihugic, gihugic <laughs> nice. tail motor I have ever seen on a helicopter. It is pretty big, dude. I yeah. agree with you. Yeah. yeah. It's huge. And, I mean, that's got to be the way that they're that they're making it happen because they're just, he's beating the tar out of this thing. Yeah. And it seems no to mercy. just keep taking it. It's impressive how well controlled it looks in this video, too. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I know yeah. that a lot of people, you know, there's, there's, Quite a few uh, MCPX brushless fans out there, 130 fans out there. I know a lot of, you know, I've heard people kind of, you know, poo-pooing it because it is a tail motor driven heli. But from the size, if that rendering is correct, that that mm-hmm. looks to me like a brushless motor on the tail. Yeah. Yeah, you can even get a couple of glimpses of it in the video, Nick. I agree with you. So, I don't know. I mean, they do they failed at the T-Rex 100. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was just like the M- you know, MSR, no collective pitch, no, yeah. Yeah, and then I, I thought they actually kind of threw it all away. Like, oh, well, we failed, screw it, we're not going to do micros, we'll just stay out of it. Um, but this one, performance-wise, man, it, it's looking pretty good so far. Here's the real question. <laughs> if you watched the video, how many of you noticed the elevator? I don't think that I did. Okay, well, go back and watch it, because even the elevator has the Align logo with Dan's favorite saying, conquer your heart on it. <laughs> oh, the ele- the elevator in the video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I dude, you. the elevator. Yeah. So I was like, Alan yeah. is standing in I'm like, are of... we looking for an elevator bobble or something? Yeah, like an or... elevator servo. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Alan is standing in front of a set of elevator yeah. doors in this building. And it says a line, conquer your heart on the elevator doors. Nice. Dude, they... That's what they do. They brand everything. Crazy. Well, that's all I got. That is all I have for news. Kind of a slow week. Wow, dude. All righty. Yeah. Yeah, not much going on. They are having the big Align Fun Fly, though, this week. Oh, they are. Like, going right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Going right on. As we speak. One one day. I don't think I'm cool enough. I think so. Dan is. I don't, I don't think they want me there. I, I got other helicopters. You know what I mean? I'm not a true Align dude. Mm. I'd I'd give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> they have no longer conquered my heart. I've got other helicopters. 
You've got one other non-aligned helicopter, yeah. dude. Get off my cloud. <laughs> what are you pretty about, conquered. man? Get off my cloud. <laughs> well, I just wanted to pick you up on the point that you used helicopters, plural. I've owned more other brands of helicopters than I have lines. Oh, dude, I do have one more bit of news. Remember how we were talking about the, the JR NEX? Mm-hmm. And how I was joking that there's only one, and it was, you know, all of them, or, or if there was, they were all owned by Hiroko. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. two of them. Oh. Oh, man. I had a listener actually send me an email with pictures of his. <laughs> Just to show me. He's like, I may be the only other one. He's the other guy, huh? Yeah, he's that other guy. Huh. <laughs> yeah, so thanks a lot for the pictures. <laughs> it actually looks pretty sweet in the pictures. But uh, I just I thought that was pretty cool. There, there are other models out there. I think instead of just putting all these product up, updates out, you know, like on RC Heli Resource and on Heli Daily, they should just send that guy an email. <laughs> Just put him on the short email list. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, man. All righty, guys. This week's news has been brought to you by HeliDaily.com, your daily RC helicopter news magazine. So, Jesse, I heard you had a really bad crash last weekend, man. I did. It really sucks being a poor, starving college student, you know, trying to get those parts ordered, but... Sometimes the funds just aren't quite there to pay for them, if you know what I mean. Hey, I know what you mean, man, but I got the solution for you. If you head over to helipros.com, they've got the bill me later option. That means that you can pick up all the parts you need to get your heli back in the air, and you have no payments and no interest if paid in full in six months. Dude, bill me later? That's awesome. I am going to go check it out. And remember, guys, fly hard. Helipros has the parts. So, guys, moving right into the episode, because we do have quite a, a, an interesting interview. You guys have heard me talk about the side project that I've been working on. Well, tonight we're finally going to talk a little bit about that. we got a couple guys coming on from this organization that we're, we're working on. So here we go. Steve, Quinn, thanks for coming by. And I think you guys will find this interesting. You guys might remember not too long ago, we had... Uh, we did an episode. Do you guys remember that uh, DC Users Drone Group that we, I don't know, maybe were a little uh, <laughs> opinionated oh, about? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think right, I remember. Right. The <laughs> okay. one where they were giving beer out for, uh, <laughs> for the prize. something really <laughs> no, now, hold crazy. On. They were going to, but, but they, they didn't. didn't. I know. Right. I didn't and say we, they did. We, they were giving beer out. Right. They were planning on it. Okay. I'm going to go but with it's did. the thought that counts in this case. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So, what came of that was a conversation. You guys all know Larry, our most awesome interwebs guy. Mm-hmm. He and I started talking, and uh, Quinn and I subsequently started talking as well. And I've got Quinn here with us. Quinn, say hi. Hey, guys. How are you? And, you know, Quinn actually, he doesn't know this, but. A lot of people know about Quinn. Well, they know about his Goblin 500 anyway. <laughs> the one that I sent back to him after I crashed it. Yeah. yeah. Slight, slightly <laughs> uh, trained. We'll, we'll just call it trained. So yep. 
Yeah, it's it didn't come back in too bad a shape, did it, Quinn? No, it was great. After you know a few hundred dollars, it was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that conversation kind of sparked an idea, and I've mentioned it once or twice. I've asked some listeners for some help, and those requests, uh, Steve actually answered. We've got Steve Bunting on as well. Steve, say hi. Hi, guys. Hi, everybody. So we kind of got together as a group and kind of started talking about what it is we wanted wanted to do. We started forming, gosh, some pretty intense uh, uh, groundwork. We, we got a group of guys together. Uh, we started building a web page. We created a group called RC Fly. And what that stands for is Remote Controlled Flight. Oh, my God, what does it stand for? <laughs> remote control flight leadership initiative Dude, come yes. on total brain fart remote control flight leadership initiative basically it's kind of got a, a different it's got a few different areas of interest um initially it was kind of a, a political organization uh we expanded it a little bit to public outreach and education and i've got the reason Quinn and Steve are with us today is not that they are the only guys involved, but um, you met, you guys might have heard me mention not too long ago that RC Fly was uh, testified in Oklahoma at a Senate mm-hmm. hearing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, Steve and, and uh, Quinn went to that meeting, and they're going to tell us a little bit about it. First of all, before you guys do that, Quinn, give us a little bit of your background and, and tell us how you came to be part of RC Fly. Sure. Um, my background is, is basically right now I'm a, a Memphis attorney. I'm practicing in, in commercial litigation. But before that, I spent about a decade doing policy in D.C., whether that be for the federal government or international NGOs, non-governmental organizations. So I, I kind of, you know, obviously I'm a huge fan of the show. So I was listening to your, your pretty long rant. And then pretty quickly, I think within a week, there was a segment on the news hour on PBS about that D.C. area drone group. And immediately shot off an email to you because, to me, when I see an issue like that getting traction on a national show like the News Hour, that really kind of some bells were ringing in my head, and it made me pretty nervous about it, to be honest. So I, I wanted to get in touch with you and see what we could do collectively, and then you kind of took the ball from there. Yeah, and so we started asking around, and I don't remember the chronological order, but uh, Larry got really busy with some projects, and he kind of had to back out of the project. And then we have a couple other guys that jumped on board initially, Steve Bunting being one. Steve, tell us a little bit about your background and, and why you decided to be a part of Mercy Fly. Well, I was with the fire service. I uh, worked for the fire department for about 35 years, and I retired from that about three years ago. And uh, I worked in a variety of jobs in the fire department. Just about, I held just about every rank. And... Uh, one day I was listening to the podcast and I heard Dan ask for anybody that would uh, that could write policy, I think, is, that, is what he said. And <laughs> I write policy. I've been a bureaucrat my whole life. I write policy pretty quickly. And so I sent him a letter and I uh, included a couple of uh, samples of some of my work. And uh, he got right back to me and he said, are you available for, when, you know, for a phone call Wednesday night or something, something like that? So uh, we got involved and it, it actually ended up being a little bit more than policy writing, but I was very excited about it. I, it just seemed like a neat group to get involved with. Uh, seemed like something was right down my alley and certainly something I believe in. So I'm having a good time with it. 
So before we go in and talk about what happened in Oklahoma, let's talk about the other guys that aren't with us tonight. Uh, we have a guy from here in Montana, Ken. I don't really, I know how to, I pronounce his name Salois because I had a friend spelled it the exact same way as he spells it, but he pronounces it some, obviously the wrong way. Is Saloy. So is that how he pronounces That's wrong. Ken, Ken says Saloy. So I think it depends on whether you're from Canada or Louisiana. And Ken is a, uh, he's a lifer in the military, I think. And he's also uh, works in power company uh, in Montana. And uh, very, he, he's, he is, he's, a, he's a really good guy. He's, he's very excited about this project and very motivated. And uh, he kind of helps push things along real well. And then we kind of got our, I don't know, Scott's kind of our cornerstone uh, guy. He He's, man, he's doing a lot of the grunt work, figuring out the web page, putting our noses to the grindstone, which is hard to do for some of us, <laughs> pointing yeah. at myself. Scott, uh, Holson, Scott Holson's been a big help. You know, he's an expert in small business administration. Uh, which is kind of what we needed to get an organization like this going. So, yeah, and we got these guys together and, and um, in a very short amount of time came up with actually quite an amazing project. It's it, it just it's flabbergasting to me to, man, to see it grow and the opportunities that we've already had in such a short amount of time, which leads me to the first, I guess, actual interaction with RC Fly. Uh, tell us about the Oklahoma trip and how that came about and uh, what you guys thought of that and what it was like. Well, um, Quinn, how did you, maybe Quinn can tell us how we, how we got invited to that. Sure. Actually, I am a good friends with the Tennessee director of the ACLU, Tom Costelli. Uh, I met him here professionally and he eventually, after I, I got in touch with him and kind of explained what RC flies about and how we want to engage on a national level in these state legislatures. He reached out to his national organization, and we've had this great contact in New York uh, named Allie Baum. And she basically handles coordination of all the ACLU's individual state outreach efforts. And just happened to be there was a hearing coming up in, uh, in Oklahoma run by Ryan Kiesel and Representative uh, Wesselhoff. So we, we were able to get on the, uh, the dance card there. And, then, and Steve obviously did a great job. And Steve was the main presenter. Right. Yeah, I did. I did the uh, testimony at the hearing and the testimony. The hearing was about uh, maybe about a dozen people from the UAV uh, industry um, in front of the uh, aerospace and energy committee, energy and aerospace, aerospace and energy subcommittee. And uh, so there were at any given time, there were between 15 and 20 representatives in the room on that committee. Uh, uh, knowing Oklahoma, that's probably a pretty pretty important committee. So uh, Representative Wesselhoff was running uh, this bill through the House of Representatives for the second time. He had attempted it the year before, and um, it didn't fail the year before. He just stopped. And so it was going through a second time, so he was having a public hearing to receive comment. And we were one of the commenters, and we were the only commenters from the hobby field. Uh, the rest of them were from the UAV industry, um, all had a variety of uh, interesting applications that their UAVs did. Uh, and they were concerned that the proposed legislation was going to, pardon the pun, knock them out of the sky. Uh, and, and it probably would have to some extent. So 
the purpose of this hearing was to get input from everybody on how, you know, how you thought the law should be changed or whatever. And that's, so that's what we did. We, uh, we presented our position uh, that uh, hobbyists should be excluded from the regulations and for a number of reasons why. And uh, we offered them some language uh, for, the, for the legislation that we thought uh, would be helpful. Steve, I, wanna, I want to uh, kind of lead you into to something that you told me the other night, a question that was asked of you, and hopefully you can remember this right away. Uh, yeah, one yeah. Of, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, present yeah. That, present that, the way that went down, because I, I found that very interesting, that question that was um, asked of you. At the, at the end of the testimony, you know, you, you ask the group, uh, you tell the group you have, you know, available to answer any questions. And the very first question I got from one of the representatives was, is there any purpose to put a camera on your helicopter other than for voyeurism? <laughs> And it just, oh, man. the oh, question wow. staggered me. It was like, it was like the last thing I, reason I could think of to put a camera on your helicopter. And, uh, I, I told him, I go, well, you know, a lot of guys do a lot of beautiful photography with their, with their aircraft. And I said, you can go on YouTube and watch, you know, hours of incredibly beautiful scenic landscape photography and islands in the ocean. And, uh, I go, I, you know, sorry, but I just never really considered voyeurism. <laughs> The rest of the questions were a lot better. You know, but see... It gets know, right to the point. It does. It gets right that. to the point of exactly what my concern, my initial concern when I went on that long rant in that particular episode about that wide brush that I remember you guys, that you guys probably remember I mentioned over and over again. And that was kind of my thought. We need a way to represent the hobby in that aspect because think about this. This was a person who could potentially affect our hobby, and he had all kinds of misconceptions. Might have been a she, I don't know. But mm-hmm. nonetheless, how important is that to have that voice there at the right time? And that speaks volumes to that concern, It just to me, anyway. So oh, overall, yeah. the Oklahoma I, trip I was agree a, completely. <laughs> the, the Oklahoma trip, you guys felt it was successful? You know, it really, it, it just got better after the hearing because uh, we were invited to lunch with a representative, and uh, he really was just a super nice guy. I, you know, I've been around politicians my entire career. They, you know, they say they want input from the public. They say they want to be open and hear what everybody has to say, but, you know, they're really, they really don't. You know, for the most part, they really want you to just go away. But when we were at lunch with Representative Wesselhoff, he, you know, he kind of put his head in his hands and he said, gee, I really wish the industry had offered us more suggestions. And I just thought to myself, wow, I, I'm not in California anymore. This guy's pretty sincere. Huh. And, and he really appreciated that we had taken the time. I think that was the thing that uh, was most notable is most of the speakers hadn't even read his bill, his proposed bill. And Quinn and I had read the bill and we'd worked through a couple of ideas on how it could be fixed. And we offered those to him at, during the same question and answer period. And he was very grateful for it. And I think he really appreciated us being there. And then I also, uh, I, I got out my iPhone and I brought up a picture of Nick's, Nick Maxwell. And, uh, I started playing it for him. I go, this is, this is what we're talking about. And he, he just watched it and he just shook his head. He said, I had no idea. That's an, that's, that's profound. That's, that's a big impact. It's just one person, but that's the whole point of creating an organization such as RC fly to turn, you know, one voice into many. And that's kind of what, 
we're hoping to do. So now that we've kind of talked a little bit about, you know, that first interaction with the public, let's uh, spend a little bit of time talking about the nuts and bolts of RC fly and, and what, what do we hope to accomplish? How are we going to go about doing that? So Quinn, why don't you start the basic mission statement of RC fly? We kind of batted some different language around, and this is what we think best encapsulates what, what we're trying to accomplish. RC Fly's mission is to develop and sustain a constituency of model aircraft hobbyists that uses the political process as well as public education and outreach to guarantee the right of hobbyists to safely operate remote control aircraft, both with and without image cap- capture capabilities. And, and we think that does that statement right there is simple enough, but also contains enough complexity, really, to kind of capture how we envision this hobby being comprised of all these these disparate interests, but under one big rubric, which is we're out there to have fun with this technology and uh, be respectful of the community at large. So uh, we, we think this is, this does a good job of capturing what we're trying to do. Tell us, Steve, do, what are you what what are your thoughts on that, and and where do you see RC Fly going? right now what do you think is most important for rc fly right now well we've got the group breaks down into three separate areas that we're going to be working involved involved in uh the rc fly ambassadors who are uh hobbyists that work with the community uh local hobby shops and, and schools to introduce the flying hobby and and teach about safety and privacy and then we've got fly time volunteers, and that'll be our section that works with uh, schools and volunteers with government agencies, public safety ed- agencies. And then the uh, poly flyers, and uh, those are the guys that are involved, guys and girls that are involved with uh, the political process. That'll be our political arm, uh, where we do things similar to what we did in Oklahoma with uh, some of the other states, and perhaps even some local state and local governments uh, as well. Have have you guys put much thought into how, how this is going to happen? I mean, you know, these types of projects don't just happen. There's, there's membership involved and, and, uh, obviously, you know, we've, the RC fly has a webpage, Facebook page, but how is this going to be a membership based organization? It, it is. Uh, and we're just, we're just starting to bring that up online now that we've got our webpage online. Uh, we started off by developing an action plan, and the, the mission statement was the first part of that action plan. And then we you know, uh, developed some goals and then some objectives and then some tasks. And we have goal, objective, and tasks for all those areas that I just talked about. Uh, but the most important thing is that we need help. And uh, we need some people with some expertise in a couple of areas. Um, We need a a membership director. We need a volunteer coordinator. Uh, We need somebody with a financial background. Um, We we had a person and we lost him. And so that's kind of left us in a bit of a void. But yeah, we're just starting to uh, develop a membership uh, drive at this point. How's that going? I mean, uh, I know there's a Facebook page. It just went live not too long ago. So it's not super active yet. (laughs) <laughs> There's a Facebook page. I think we're, we're at about 82 or 83 likes. And uh, but we also have a web page, rcfly.org, uh, that'll tell you all about us and who we are and uh, what we're doing. Uh, Dan, to some degree, I think that this, this kind of effort snowballs. As you, know, as you gain a little bit more traction, you get another 10 or 15 people talking about you, then you have, you know, it's kind of an exponential progression. So I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to move pretty, pretty quickly as we start to get some traction within the hobby. And I think also as the hobby sees us you know, kind of continuing to get positive results, that'll, that'll bring people toward us. I couldn't agree more. I, I'm, I'm really excited about being part of this process. 
it is it is quite a bit of work, as you guys both know. There's been a ton of work put into it already. Always looking for more people that want to step up and be involved. Uh, and now we have the means by which it'll be easier for those people who might be interested in that kind of uh, volunteer work uh, to get in touch with us through the webpage. And again, that's rcfly.org. You know, it, it's guys, you know, like you guys who are out there doing what people like me are just not that good at. You know, I think uh, a lot of people get really intimidated when it comes to the political side and the business side and the laws and all that. And we're just, you know, we get so overwhelmed that we want to help. But we don't, you know, like we're we're better off finding someone who's already got it started and who knows where to go. And I mean, I hate to say it, but kind of bandwagoning on it because, we, you know, it's just not our strong suit. Um, so it takes individuals like you guys to really get that core group started and get the momentum going. And then, like you said, it, it's it's going to snowball. You're going to find more and more people that are like, yes, I want to support this. You know, I just really didn't know how until now. I think it's pretty impressive what you guys are trying to put together. And I mean, just the response or the question that you guys got regarding the voyeurism. I mean, that alone underscores the need for this kind of representation for the hobby. It's uh, it's. It's a surprise that no one else has put together a group before now, but I'm glad that you guys took the leap and uh, and are trying to push things forward. Although I do have a question. If there are people out there that want to get involved and work with you or help you guys in some way, how do they do that? There's you actually you just go to the web page. You can actually go to the section that you're interested in and uh, click on click on the link in there and it'll get you to one of us. We've, we've all taken areas that we're responsible for and, uh, and we'll, we'll get you started and, you know, get you in the organization. If you want to, if you want to take a sort of a managing role with us, we're, you know, like I said before, we're looking for people like that. If, if you just want to be a member and uh, enjoy the benefits of being in the organization, uh, which I'd also like to talk about Dan, but um, you can just do that. Uh, you know, it's not something you don't have to get out and work for us. We're we're happy to have members that support us. Steve, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a chance to talk about that in just a second, but I I want to kind of go back to something that Nick said, kind of the overwhelming feeling. You know, like there's a sense that something needs to be done, but but my God, what do we do? Where do you start? It's I got to tell you, Nick, that feeling was so prevalent in this group. At the very beginning, Quinn, I know you know exactly what I'm talking about. We had this this sense, this urgency, but it was like, why, you know, where do we go? And the whole point of that is that's what we at RC Fly want to make easier for the guys that want to be involved but don't know where to go. And that's the idea behind breaking this down into several different categories three in particular that we mentioned and, and eventually possibly more, but at the moment three, and that way a guy can pick a gal can pick which area they would like to focus on. And we're going to, we're going to have it all set up kits to kind of, to show you what and how to approach local hobby shops and the poly flyers and how to get involved in the political spectrum and how to, and that's exactly what 
we want to provide for those people who want to get involved but don't really have a sense of direction on how to get involved. And that's that's a that's it's a huge it's that's a hard hurdle to get over because we were there for quite some time in that muck, weren't we? Weren't we, Quinn? Yeah, we we were. But you know, I think Nick's point is really well taken. Where we all bring different things to the table, and now that we do have kind of the nexus of an organization that that is out and rolling, this hobby functions best as a community. We're all very supportive of each other, and we work really well together as a community by and large. So this is a chance for all of us to come together and bring that that varied skill set and accomplish a shared goal, which is to protect our hobby uh, and the right to do right to participate in our hobby for the foreseeable future. So uh, this is a great opportunity for people who didn't know how to necessarily jump in with, with both feet to to contribute what they can. There's a lot of great you know opportunities for educational programs. Uh, uh, Dan talked about one on a podcast a few months ago about uh, helping a kid with a senior project at, at school. And I got really excited about that when I heard it. And I, I called my high school that in the city I live in, and they don't have a senior project. So I'm still looking for somebody to help. But I mean, you can start on that scale or you could, you know, you could help out a physics teacher at the high school with a demonstration of aircraft. And, and we're going to have, uh, you know, like Dan said, we're going to have kits and information available to help you with that. So Steve, I know you're passionate about uh, the membership being involved with this. And, um, we talked about this the other day and, and we were trying to come up with a, what does it mean to be, to be part of RC fly? And you, you had a very short, eloquent, passionate response. (laughs) I would like you to try to repeat that as best you could. I, we should have had it on tape. Maybe we did have it on tape. I don't remember. Well, uh, I, I can get, I can give you this, a sense of it. Uh, but first, a little bit of background. Um, something we that kind of came to us months after we started working on RC Fly was um, the FAA Modernization Reform Act of 2012. And in that act, Congress authorized the FAA to develop uh, to develop the airspace for unmanned and um, rules uh, so that the industry could get going with this. And one of the things they did in that act, the FAA Modernization Act, was they exempted model aircraft from that. Because like it or not, what we do, flying airplanes and helicopters and quads or multi-rotors, we're flying unmanned aerial vehicles according to every definition. And certainly according to the federal definition. So they, they go along and they, they exclude uh, model aircraft with a couple of conditions. And those conditions are that the aircraft is flown strictly for hobby or recreational use. And there are about five of them. But the second one is that the aircraft is operated in accordance with a community-based set of safety guidelines and within the programming of a nationwide community-based organization. Well, what is that? Well, Currently, we've only got one of those in the United States, and that's the the AMA. The AMA has uh, the safety guidelines. It has the program. It's it's got everything that it describes here because they helped develop these regulations. So, but when you look at the AMA regulations, they talk about you flying on a field, a, a, a designated field, either a community airfield or an FAA chartered air, I mean, I'm sorry, an AMA chartered airfield, they don't cover those of us who fly by ourselves on a field 
Um, they don't cover um, guys that are flying at lunch in the field next to their shop. Uh, guys, you know, all of the people that aren't flying on a chartered airfield with a, with a designated flight line and spotters and all that. So what we did is we said, well, RC Fly is going to be a nationwide community-based organization. We're going to write our own safety rules, and we're going to pick up the voids that AMA left. And we're going to write safety regulations that cover you know, the people like I just described. And we're going to have a code of conduct, and we're going to have a program just like is described in the regulations for a community-based organization. And that is who we are. And that is what we're going to be. And that is what we're offering our members. If you join FA, if you join RC Fly, you are going to be joining an organization that's a nationwide community-based organization, and you will be exempt from the FAA rules for unmanned aerial vehicles. And one more thing to note, Dan, uh, is that the, the AMA's uh, fees, while, while you know, absolutely appropriate considering the insurance they provide for uh, AMA flying at AMA sanctioned fields. Uh, we're going to we're going to charge a de minimis fee because I think the AMA is going to be. I think they actually have changed their safety code to include flying anywhere as long as you're under their pretty extensive safety rules. But you still have to pay a pretty significant fee to be an AMA member, and that kind of rubbed me the wrong way as, as we were kind of developing RC Fly because. I think a lot of people don't get any benefits from the AMA because they'll never get the insurance because they live, you know, 80 miles from a field. So they, they do fly in their backyard, but then to now legally fly in the United States, they still have to join the AMA, which is at the, or, you know, yeah, or RC Fly, of course, excuse me, uh, or RC Fly, which, which would be significantly cheaper than, than the AMA yearly dues. So I, I like that idea to make, you know, to make legal flying much more accept, acceptable or excuse me, accessible. To, to hobbyists under RC Fly. Either either way, when you're flying an unmanned aerial vehicle like we all do, you have to be part, according to the federal regulations, you have to be part of a nationwide community-based organization or you're in violation of the FAA rules. You know, I don't want to take anything away from the AMA. I'm a member. I'll continue to be a member. I, I think it's a they do they've done a whole lot for this hobby. And in fact, I just just today I renewed my membership for two years and, and wrote in Dan as uh, the write-in candidate for president, by the way. Uh, but, um, you know, we are, we are a national community-based organization too, and we have our own safety rules and they're extensive and, uh, the AMA rules are good, but, but they, you know, pretty much put you at an AMA site. Uh, whereas, you know, if you're a weekend flyer, you, you might want to take a look at our rules and be part of our organization as well. What, what kind of first comes to mind is uh, how, how, how could anyone do something a, a, away from AMA? I mean, this is like, this is AMA, you know, you, you, you can't do that. But I think that, you know, the AMA has, this hobby is growing so rapidly. I just... Don't, and I don't mean any disrespect to AMA because I, I love what they do. I love what they stand for. We're definitely all same team. I just, I think it's too big to keep up with the way that this hobby is growing and the avenues that the hobby is growing in. And I mean, it's it's gotten so big so fast and ruffled so many political and government feathers along the way that. I just don't think there's enough manpower in one organization 
to focused on the entire modeling community. I mean, we're talking about the same people now need to go and, you know, meetings and, and all this kind of stuff with the FAA. And yet, you know, in the same day, they still have responsibilities to go talk to like, uh, you know, the slow fly community and, the and, and hold all the little contests and everything. And it, it's just, I don't know. It, it just seems too big for one person to, to be able to encompass everything together and so i i think it's great i think it makes more sense to have a dedicated organization that's just going to be able to put more manpower and get laws established and get rules established that are in the best interest of that direct portion of the the rc community do we have a feel for how much ama puts towards this portion of the hobby i mean out, out of all of the the different committees and people that are you know working with lawmakers at AMA, what portion of that you know what size is their group that would that would complement RC Fly, if you will? That's an interesting question, and and I'm not sure there's a simple answer. I think that this portion of the hobby would be covered by their existing. I think Rich Hansen uh, runs their government affairs shop, and I think they consider this portion of the hobby being covered. By, by that government affairs group, if that helps. I mean, which I, I don't think it's, it's a particularly large group, but I think he's got at least five or six people working full-time in government affairs and tracking state legislatures and working with uh, the federal government and uh, legislative body. Okay. A, the AMA is, uh, they claim to be an all-inclusive organization, but when you look at their website, when you start going through their documents, when you look at their description of a flying, what a flying site is, um, they're an airplane organization. And they are, yeah, absolutely, they, they are, yeah. yeah, they they are, and and we we of course welcome airplanes and multi rotors into our group as well, but we're going to help out, you know, in some of the places where we think the AMA, you know, is lacking. And I think we're also going to have a, a slightly different political approach than the AMA. My understanding of what I'm reading from uh, from Rich Hansen is that what they attempt to do is they engage lawmakers and say, okay, you're, you're drafting legislation that will potentially cover this hobby. We would ask you to find in, in the beginning of that act to say that unmanned aerial, uh, aerial flight does not include recreational or hobby purposes. I personally think that isn't enough anymore. This is such a hot button issue. I think state lawmakers, and you're even seeing on you know local levels, they're, they're pushing so hard, just asking to be let alone isn't going to get the job done. Because unless you more actively engage on the content of that that bill uh, and really say, OK, we're OK with X regulation as long as, you know, you're allowing us to do Y kind of flight. I think the AMA is potentially going to get steamrolled here if they're not engaging on a much more particular level with these lawmakers. They, so when I, we got to Oklahoma. They hadn't they hadn't heard from the AMA yet. And, uh, you know, this was this was a, a good time to get involved in that organization and. You know, we were the first ones that rang the doorbell there and the only ones. If AMA is doing, you know, I think the the frustrating part is that we, we just don't know. I mean, we hear, well, the AMA is doing this and that. But as, what are they doing? Know, yeah. I, I will put myself in average Joe Schmo hobbyist. I mean, uh, let's just cut it down to the absolute basics. I dink around Facebook all the time. Uh, you know, I subscribe to just about all of the emailers, letters, that sort of a thing. Uh, 
go go on the AMA website. You know, find me something where they are out there letting everyone know and keeping everyone up to date on what they are doing to to help us. You know, I see more ads and you know, and again, no offense, but plain stuff and and this and I just I'm not seeing the effort that they say that they're doing. That doesn't mean that they're not doing it, but they need to realize that perception is everything. And they can't be upset when an organization like you guys comes along and says, you know what? I got this. We don't, you know, it, it, we're not trying to, to uh, push anyone out of the way or anything like that. But as hobbyists and as modelers, we want to make sure that this gets done, and I mean, I have the utmost respect for if you want something right, you do it yourself. And, <laughs> Nick, you know, that's exactly it for me. I, when I, I'm relatively new to the hobby, and the AMA was kind of this this massive organization that seemed to be, you know, not ossified, but you know, very large and very stable. And, and being new to the hobby, I saw an issue that was really bothering me, which is all this drone legislation. And I I bring a skill set which is is relatively rarefied, I think, that, you know, federal policy experience and, and legislative experience. And I had no no idea where to turn. You know, I, I wanted to help immediately and I felt kind of stonewalled. So it was really fortuitous that I heard Dan's podcast. And I, I think you're right that the AMA is not necessarily doing the best job of, of publicizing their efforts, but I do think they are working. This is just my two cents. They're working really hard on our behalf. And I know RC Fly is engaged with talks with AMA. We'll see how that develops. But basically, I agree with you. I, I want to contribute now. And I think the RC5 gives a great outlet for people who want to jump in right now immediately and uh, and produce some, some positive results. Well, I think that's the, you know, that's the thing. You guys are taking action uh, at, a, at a faster pace than this portion of the hobby is progressing. And that's... <laughs> You know, I'm sorry, but that's just not the, I'm going to get a whole buttload of hate mail for this, but that's not the planker attitude. Mm-hmm. That that mm-hmm. traditional, well, okay, we're just going to sit down. Well, guess what? By the time you sit down, think about it, get a handful of cronies together to actually talk about it, and then <laughs> what is this new fandangled this and Wait that? Wait for your nightcats to charge. Yeah, exactly. Then there's our <laughs> hate mail. Vote, talk yeah. it over. Have another exactly. meeting. Yeah, have a meeting about your meeting. There's already been three YouTube videos up that could either make or break this hobby in that amount of time. So it has to be done quickly, aggressively, and, you know, get there. Get to the officials. Get to the government before those YouTube videos do and and prepare them. Say, here's what we want to do. Here's what's safe. And, you know, these ass clowns over here, when you see videos like this come up, this is not okay in our mind. And, you know, we want you to know that, that this is a possibility and it's not okay by us. So don't, you know, don't lump us in that category. Well, and again, maybe they are doing something. I, I tend to agree with you, Nick. That's certainly my perception. And, and again, perception is reality. If, uh, if they are doing something and they're doing something at a rate commensurate with RC Fly or, or what we as hobbyists would hope, in order to counteract these sorts of negative things, then tell us about it. But it's not readily apparent that they're doing anything. You know, just like any other AMA member, you get an email once a month or 
something like that. And uh, and it may talk a little bit about, hey, we went and talked to some lawmakers or policymakers and they don't really give a lot of detail. And then that's the end of it. You don't hear anything else. Here's one thing that the FAA, that the AMA did. They got involved in these FAA regulations, and they that's one thing that they've been talking about both in newsletters and on their website for a while. But look what they did when they got involved. They they described their organization, and they said, you've got to be a part of an organization like this, and then you've got to fly describe in, in our policies. So if you were just in the AMA world and on Saturdays you went to it to an AMA field or a community field run with AMA regulations, you're covered. You, they got you covered. So they did they did that. Mm-hmm. But they didn't go past that. They didn't go further than that. And that's what we're going to do. That's good. Glad to hear it. Excellent. Well this segment went a little bit longer than I was thinking it was going to. It's a good talk though, guys. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks. Yeah. Thanks for having us on. I just yeah, very much enjoyed it. I want to just um, there's you know this is a man. This is an important issue, and I you know it's been said a few times already. Just in this last little what forty minutes we've been talking these these issues. You know, no one, everyone gets tired of of the boy who cried wolf, and it's tiresome to hear people talk about that kind of stuff a lot. But I dare anybody to to do Google searches for drones and just daily, like we do at RC Fly, we see daily where somebody has done something incredibly silly. And these, these reports are happening more and more and more, and the media is picking up on it. It's going to be... And I'm going to stand by my words that I said all those episodes ago. Something drastic is going to happen to the hobby. And collectively, we need to stand up. Uh, And I don't mean helicopter guys. I mean all of us. Yep. As a group. And say, look, there are assets in every group, but that's not what we're about. We want to foster that with public outreach at grassroots levels. One of the most exciting things about this uh, for me personally is getting people interested in showing people in your area, the hobby and what it means to you personally and what it could mean to them and their family for generations to come. The issues that surround being responsible with your machines you know, considering others' privacies, along with your continued right to enjoy your aircraft, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And I think this is an important issue. I want to end with uh, thanking um, mainly, you know, Steve and, and Quinn and Scott, Ken, Bob, Albert Ding. I want to make a quick mention to, uh, there's, there's a few other people, I don't know if Scott wants me to mention, or Steve wants me to mention this, but he had a chance to talk to uh, one of our good friends of the show. <laughs> you want to talk about this, or do you want me to talk yeah, about we, it? Yeah, we got our first ambassador. I signed up Todd Bennett. Todd Bennett. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, I, I gave him the spiel, nice. and he was very excited about it, and he wanted to help any way he could. And, uh, he, God, it's just, he was all in. You know, so that was pretty neat. Very and cool. So, 
it's just something that we feel very passionately about. We invite anybody, anybody. I don't care if you fly helicopters or not. And I don't care if you fly one of those damn dirty plankers. I don't care if you fly one of those silly little quads. <laughs> Simple matter of fact is, if we don't do something, my awesome helicopter is going to be just as grounded as your damn dirty plank. Okay. Yep. So let's get together. Let's uh, let's make fun of each other for flying shit that we don't others fly that we don't like. That's 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 good. That's okay. We can do that in the spirit of fun. But let's get serious about these issues. Quinn, Steve, thanks so much for stopping by. Your guys' work in RC Fly is people will just never understand the, how much work you guys have put into this. Scott, I know you're not here, but man, you do so much, and your time you you put in is incredible. Can you as well? I wish we could all be here, but you know we're kind of limited to how many people we can have on. But thank you guys. Thanks for listening to a rant that I had and, and, and Quinn for, for really being this, the kind of the, the man who made this really come about. It's quite impressive. Thanks. Anthony. And, Pleasure and thanks to, to Dan for the contributing vision of this. <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't got no vision. Or well, rants at least. <laughs> at the very least you have rants. <laughs> they're visionary rants and they're very helpful. So again, guys, let's leave everybody with some contact information. The webpage is rcfly.org. Yes. The Facebook page, you can search RC Fly. Just go sign up. If you want to be involved, great. If you just want to kind of hang back in the background, just see what's happening, that's that's fine too. And uh, that's correct. That's correct. If we've if we've excited you all and you at all and you want to get in on the ground with us, we we would appreciate that. Go to the web page, click on a section you're interested in, and we'll get back to you quickly. Probably quickly. more quickly than you would expect us to, because we uh, we <laughs> Just, definitely are needing some help with this stuff. Now, so, when you say what section you're interested in, what exactly do you mean by that? Well, like uh, I, the sections I talked about earlier, the ambassadors, the fly time volunteers, the poly flyers, okay. all of those sections, we're looking, we're looking for people to help out. And there's a description of each on the web page. And if that description appeals to you and it's something you might want to help us with, give us a click. And I'm going to lay something right out on the line. And I'm not, I'm not one for doing this, but this is a non-for-profit organization. All these proceeds that we collect are going to go for the intended purpose. Uh, we do have a donate button up on RC Fly. And I will ask if you guys, if anybody out there uh, would like to donate to the cause at this particular juncture, that's always welcome. And uh, don't, you know, don't be bashful. Get those wallets out. <laughs> I might right, that was subtle, Dan. That was subtle. That's, I'm the king of subtlety. I, I do that That quite was often. pretty subtle, dude. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, I've already made a donation. <laughs> so the point is, guys, Go check the webpage out. See what you think. And uh, come on board. See what you And you know what, Nick? If I puff one more set of lipos, I think I'm going to go insane. Dude, well, you're telling me that you're not running Gen Z's packs? Ever since I started running them, man, I'm getting over 200 cycles on these sets of packs. If you're still puffing them, you need to get up to speed. I think I'm going to go check those out and get myself a set right now. So there it is, guys. If you want a reliable set of packs at a fair price, Gen's Ace Batteries. You can find them at HobbyParts.com. 
Well, there you go, guys. Now we know what the project I've been working on is all about. Hmm. It's pretty cool, cool deal, dude. Yeah. I'm pretty passionate about it. And luckily, <laughs> luckily that I've surrounded myself. I've got a knack of doing this. Surrounded myself with people that can just get shit done. <laughs> Love people like that. <laughs> yeah. They sound like a smart group of guys, dude. They really are. I just couldn't be more pleased with their participation and their enthusiasm and the time that they've been putting into this. It's just, it's been an enormous project to date to get a whole, you know, an organization that we envision this to be uh, in a very short amount of time, the legwork that had to be done, the decisions that had to be made, man, has it just been crazy. I mean, and uh, to be honest with you, these guys have been doing most all the work. And it's just fantastic. I would encourage you guys to check that out, man. Go to the webpage, see what you think. And if you want to get involved, you can either contact us through the webpage or just send me an email right here at uh, RC Alienation and I'll point you in the right direction. Sweet. Nice. So we got some uh, we got some hats. Uh, yeah, I got a couple days behind when I got sick, but we're back on track. Did we get the first I, uh, shipment out? You guys heard. Yep. It is. All, well, it boxed up. As we speak, dropped off AM. So by the time everyone hears this, they will be in route. Or if you're Canadian, in route. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean it's fantastic. And last week Nick explained the changes uh, there the, to the the types of hats you can get. Be sure to check out the webpage. One thing that we definitely want to get going because it's it's that time of year and i know we said you've heard us say recent in recent past that we're not we're going to stay away from pre-orders hoodies are a bit of a, an exception to the rule mainly because of the cost and they're they're fairly expensive to get made we've kind of thought that maybe if we get enough interest on the pre-orders uh and we won't let it run long we, there's no minimum number because we're pretty confident that we will be able to meet that number. And if we don't, we will make up the difference and order them in. So it would be like a, I don't know, maybe a three-week pre-order situation where you know exactly when the order's going in. Uh, that way you'll know about when your hoodie should show up. We've all seen the hoodies. Uh, we've got pictures of them up on the webpage. They're fantastic. I've got a couple of them myself. Shirts, we are going to put in an order for shirts probably within the week. Uh, you know, we're going to break it into the more popular sizes uh, based on our last pre-order, which we had a ton of those. So we're going to kind of draw from that experience to kind of guesstimate what sizes we're going to need. Here's the deal. We're probably going to stay away from the extremes unless, not asking for a pre-order here, but if you let me know, that you need a small or you need a 4X or maybe even a 3X. If I have an idea, because typically a lot of larges, a lot of extra larges, a lot of 2XLs, that's just the, the standard sizes. So that's where mm -hmm. we're going to focus this order. But if I know that there are people out there that want those other sizes, we will order a couple of those in. The more popular I guess design is going to be the Together We Are the Nation. Go to our webpage if you don't know what that looks like, but I'm pretty sure if you're looking to get a shirt, you've seen a picture of it. 
uh, whether someone posted it on their Facebook page or, uh, you know, you saw it on our, on our webpage and didn't get a chance to pre-order it last time we did it. We will have a few of the others and we'll draw from those numbers. We'll determine the amounts of the others that we do get. So going to be kind of a first come first serve type thing, but we're going to order quite a few of those very soon. And we're actually thinking about Nick and I talked about this designing another shirt, basically a together. We are the nation shirt in long sleeve form. Had a few people ask for that. So it'd be a long sleeve tee, possibly with some RCHN on one sleeve, uh, that type of stuff. So be looking for some of that. We might just order a few of those and see if they sell. I know that I want one personally, so I'll order one for myself. But if you're interested yeah. in something like that, feel free to let us know, uh, whether it's a post on the forum or getting in touch with us directly. They're fantastic shirts. I'm, I'm wearing one right now, in fact. <laughs> so, yay me. <laughs> so if you did want to let one of us know, what shirt you wanted? What would be the best way to do that, Nick? How am I gonna How am I gonna send you an email if I was gonna do that? Uh, you would hop on your computer there or your smartphone, and you would send me an email to Nick at rchelynation dot com. Justin, if I want to get in touch with you, you could send me an email at Justin at rchelynation dot com. Jesse. And if you wanted to get in contact with me, shoot me an email at Jesse at rchelynation dot com. I am Dan. You can reach me at dan at rclnation.com or Dan K. Reed on the forums in the chat box. Also, to Dieter's email address is now working, Dieter at rclnation.com. Feel free to send Dieter an email if you want to chat at him. And by the way, we're going to be getting him on the show here pretty soon. We've had a, quite a few people say, hey, where's Dieter been? Everybody wants to know what Dieter's been up to. So we're going to get him on the show soon. Got a few other interviews lined up. We're going to be talking to... Uh, Rachel Plant. You guys know who Rachel Plant is, don't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dude, yep. I saw on Facebook today. She's coming to Orlando. Yep. She's going to be yep. at OHS. Uh, jealous. <laughs> yeah. I hate her for that. I hate you for that, Rachel. All the way from England. How, how is it that she can go to go to Orlando and we can't? What's up with that? I'm, I'm currently trying to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> So for those of you who don't know who Rachel is and you're going to Orlando, you know, definitely introduce yourself. She's very friendly. And uh, we look forward to getting her on the show and telling us all about her master's experience. Looked like it was a lot of fun. This has been, guys, episode 109. Nine. Nine. <laughs> we sure hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we've enjoyed making it. Have a good week, guys. We will see you next Monday. Later. Later, guys. Take it easy. This has been a production of RC Heli Nation, LLC, and is brought to you in part by HeliPros, KDE Direct, Progressive RC, and Jen's Ace Batteries. We thank you for listening, and if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, please feel free to send us an email.
Hey, everybody. RC LA Nation's Boats version. Boats and hose. Do you not remember the rule? Every time I'm interrupted, your penis gets a little bit shorter. I don't know. Oh, wait a minute. If I interrupt, does Justin's penis get shorter? It does. Oh, you're you guys, so good. Oh, it's you're okay, done. man. So what you're uh, saying is we're never I've, getting this shit off It's wrapped around my waist three times. <laughs> I've got some to spare. Oh, my God. Ah, <laughs> oh, jeez. Hey, guys. Guys. Guess what? What? I'm back. I'm back. I missed last week. Hey, this is our Dan's back. version 2.0, and you interrupted me again. I swear to God. <laughs> Dude, you, I thought you were ready. You just I did. You that went was my into start. I back. don't know what's going on here. Dude, just fucking roll with the Swinging it. Okay, ready? Three, two, one, go.